Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is Judge Cuts 2, and we have special judge, guest judge in the house, Dwayne Wade. And let's see what golden buzzer has his heart tonight. Stay tuned. You're watching After Buzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What is up, AfterBuzzers? I'm Justina. We are here at the America's Got Talent After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. And I am accompanied by singer, actress, impersonator, and reality TV star, <laughs> Rachel Swidler. Wow. Thank you, guys. I love being here at AGT and talking all things talent, singing, dancing, acrobatics, everything. So I'm just so excited to talk about this show. Yeah, so, I mean, I think each week keeps getting better. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose. They want to just, like, keep reeling us in. But today was a great one. I had a great time watching it. I think Rachel did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of wanted to get into the seven acts that went through because they're the most notable ones we're going to be seeing next week. And that we are not next week. We're going to be seeing at the live shows. So, um, let's see who we want to get in first. So let's get in with Dom Dom Chambers, and he is the magician. And the first time we saw him, he was making beers appear all over the stage. Uh, This time he sits with Siri, which I think was so interesting that he had Siri a part of his act. Um, Did you think that that helped him or hurt him? Because there were a little bit mixed opinions, even though in the end he did make it. Yeah. Um, I love Dom Chambers. I think he's super cute and super relatable. You just, like Dwayne Wade was like, you just have like a, he's like a swagger about him. Mm -hmm. And I think Dwayne Wade liked that as well. He was like, man, I just like want to kick it with you and have a drink, you know? And he just has that, that type of personality. I thought that what he did was great because I thought it was relatable to to all ages. It's very millennial using mm. the iPhone, using all of that was super, I thought super smart on his part. I know, I think I wrote down here, like I disagreed with Simon. Um, I thought his first performance was really great. And I thought this was on, on the same caliber, if not even better. Well, yeah, I thought what was really cool was when he, uh, a couple of things that I wrote down was when he pulled out uh, the card. It was the Seven seven Hearts mm-hmm. and uh, the cocktail that he made for Julianne, yeah. which was crazy. Like, unless that they talked before, mm-hmm. then I'm not quite sure really how he would know that. Yeah, and I, well, it was weird because, like, when I, was, when I was watching it, I was like, no, you totally, like... You could find somewhere to put a drink in there mm-hmm. and pour it out. That's it, it, to me. I was I was not as impressed. But when he was like, "Well, it's it's not magic if it doesn't doesn't taste like a tequila sunrise." And like, where that, did it come from? It was like in the back of the phone. Like it's the weirdest. Yeah, it, it looked like it could have possibly been in a compartment, a compartment or something. I don't know. I was like, I was. I mean, it was a little bit a little bit bulkier. Maybe it, I'm just trying to think at how this could have happened. So the only thing I could think of is maybe there was some secret compartment. It was, you know, it was a little bit bulky of a phone, but, but the fact that it actually tasted like a tequila sunrise and there was four options on there, that's where I'm like, well, how did he do that? How did he know which one was going to be unless there's four compartments? I don't know. 
And he looked really scared when they were bringing everyone up and saying, letting them know if they made it to the to the um, live yes live to the live shows. They he looked really scared. Like, yeah. he looked terrified. Well, I mean, Simon wasn't in his corner. He was cute. He almost looked like he was going to cry. I know, but he is he is so adorable, and he definitely deserves to get through. I've talked about him since his audition. I think he was the first week of audition, so I've been talking yeah, about Yeah, you love him. I love him. I think he's really great and different, and I, I'm a big fan of his. And I wrote, wow, and I loved him, and I disagreed with Simon, and I'm so happy he got through, and I picked him to go through, so boom. So, boom. Well, you know who also made a (laughs) boom onto the stage? (laughs) And that was the one and only G-Force. And these girls really stepped it up. Like, they couldn't have done a better performance because if they... I think if they stayed with their performance that they originally had, Mm -hmm. I think they would have not made it if they did that same performance. But they just... I mean, I wrote down here, they were rapping, singing, dancing. Howie didn't like it for some reason. Simon did. I feel like Howie's been, like, a way more critical judge than Simon. Yeah. I mean, it seems like Howie and Simon are always the two that are a lot more critical um, of the of the acts, but mm. I love G-Force. I loved them from their first audition, you know, giving me Cheetah Girl um, Oh yeah. Spice Cheetah Girl Girls. vibes up in here. Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters, throw your hands up if you know that you're a star. You, you better, better stand, stand up if you know that you are. Never give uh, up, uh, never uh, sing uh, down. Uh, go power, go oh. power. <laughs> Sorry, I was guys. like, I think I wanted to sing that last time that we talked about G4, so I think I just, I'm glad that I subconsciously went there. Or consciously, I don't know which one. But I love G4. I loved when they were like, we're going to show you that we've always been bosses. I was like, yes, you better work. I don't know. What, what do you think? You better work. work. You know what I think it, what was the difference about this one? I'm trying, let us know in the comments too, guys, because. There was something about them that they stepped it up, and it's not like it's something that like they've had it the whole time. But what do you think it was specifically about this performance? I, I really liked. Well, okay, so when they first started out, I remember feeling, oh, this. I hope this isn't under. Uh, I don't know. It started out slow, mm-hmm. uh, very slow. I thought, and I was like, oh, I don't know how this is go. Oh, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, because it went into a place where they were just like work. Something yeah. like that. I don't know if that was that was definitely not what it was. But for me, <laughs> like, yeah, that was I it. loved their like. I just loved their dance break in the middle of it. They were just breaking it down, and I wrote. I literally wrote work because I just I loved it, and I said, "Can I have half of the confidence that these girls have? Can I have half of that?" Yeah, they had so much. They they had so much confidence, and when they made it. They were crying. It was so cute. It was so cute. I know. That one girl with the uh, leopard cheetah shirt on, um, she was so cute. The one that she cried so much the first time, and she cried so much the second time, and she's uh she was just super super cute i love g4s i thought they were original and catchy and i'm excited to see them go forward so do you think that if they if they had to let well they did let them go last week i was gonna say they obviously saw something in them last week Mm -hmm. that they let them go through so do you think if they did that same performance example like say that they did a performance that was very similar to the week or the um their first audition yeah do you think they would have made it um, I definitely thought this one was better. I just still think they would have made it. I still think you they do. Yeah, mm. I I remember the I remember the last song. 
I felt like the last, the first song I did was a little more catchier. They both were really catchy, but I felt like the first one they did was more catchier, and this had more of a performance element to it, where they were they were incorporating more like dancing. Yeah. Than they did I the know, first time. Yeah, they they just did an overall great job. And, yeah, they did. And an act that I mean, they did the act that went through. They obviously did a great job, but they're absolutely terrifying. And they are the the performing group from India. <laughs> and um, we have we literally have their names, and we kind of spell them out because we didn't want to seem like we didn't know their names. So it's Kamarjit, Kamarjit, and, and Kamajit, Kamajit, Kamarjit, and Kamajit. Very, very similar there, names. There's another one. There's another one guy has another name, but I, I didn't catch it. But we just, we didn't want to, we, we already know we're going to butcher their names, so we're going to just say yeah. group from India. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that just makes so much sense. Not offending anyone, we're just saying how it is. So, yeah. uh, the last performance that we saw them, which was their audition, they were slamming watermelons all over the place, almost hitting each other in the face. Like, let's get real. That's what was happening. Yet, it resonated so well, we all loved it. This time, I wrote down here, because they were doing some random stuff. The one guy was hitting a guy with like one of those hammers but with an ice block over him and then he actually hits him after the guy takes his shirt and was yeah. like like said to hit him which was so weird to me everyone was like what and then he blindfolds himself and hits a coconut off one of the guy's heads and Howie was like what are you Simon's like it doesn't matter that's <laughs> literally what they asked like what kind of act are you what did you, what kind of act do you think they are um, a death-defying act, because every time I watch it, or like a horror film-esque performance, every time I watch them, I I, I wrote down here, um, I said, they're so funny and they're so likable, despite how absolutely terrifying it is to watch them. Because when they first come up, they're like, they're just so polite and they're so cute and funny. I just, they're very, they're just very likable. And then to watch them... I, like I said, I, I said this is watching a horror film. That's this is, when I watch them perform. I feel like I'm watching a horror film, like how I am when I watch <laughs> a horror film, because I'm always like this. Ooh, ha, uh, 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 you know, I don't know. It's so true. No, really, they are terrifying, but in such a great way. Look at uh, Gabrielle's face up there. Yeah. See, the thing is, what I thought was hilarious was. How tall is Dwayne? Because they had Dwayne go up on the stage and stand next to the guy that's, what, seven foot? Yeah. Wait, did he say seven six? Might have been seven six or six seven. I think it might have been seven foot six. I don't that's know. unreal. Yeah. It, that's unreal. That's almost eight feet. No, 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 no. That's crazy. I And they said it, but I didn't write it down because I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, so, now I'm like, is it seven foot six? Uh-huh. Whatever it is. Do you know how tall Dwayne is? Because he's supposedly super tall. That's why they had them stand next to each other. I don't know. I'm wait. Let me. I don't know how tall he is. Yeah, I want to know how tall. If you all know how tall he is, we're gonna find out right now how tall he is. Yeah, let us know. No, I'll get back to you. Okay, okay. we got somebody else. We have Ryan on it. That's one thing I forgot to look up. I was gonna look it up, and then the the show got too crazy, and I'm like, all right, now it is time. While we are waiting to figure out how tall he is, it is time for our next act that went through, and that is the one and only Robert Finley, and he is 65 from Louisiana, and he is a singer and carpenter. So mm-hmm. he's really a carpenter, but really singing's his passion. And what did you think about him, Rachel? Um, so I didn't get to see him. Uh, oh, Dwayne Wade is 6'4". Oh, wow. So maybe he's either 6'7 or 7-something. I can't 
remember exactly. He's, I think he's six seven because six, if he seven. said if if it was six seven, that's not look at the difference between. Yeah, them. there wasn't a lot big difference, but, but Jesus, there was a huge. You know, there was a big difference, and if he's six four and the other guy Tower was that tall, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I'd be scared to stand next to him. I'm only five two, so that's terrible. Yes, scary. yes. Anyway. Robert Fenley, yeah, so Robert uh, Fenley, he was on the last week of auditions, I wasn't here for that episode, so I actually, I um, hadn't seen his first performance yet, but I got to see that, and then I got to see a second performance here, and I thought he was good, I loved the story behind it, especially for a 65-year-old man to get on stage and to do that, and the fact that he's he's went blind, and the story behind it is absolutely amazing. I, I always... Uh, I'm always in awe of young acts like G4s and like Robert who can get on stage at that age and be like, it doesn't matter what age I am, I'm going to get on this stage and I'm going to own it. And he did. He owned it in exactly the way that that he should have owned it. Um, I... I didn't think that he got through solely based on his voice. I don't think that his yeah, I, I don't agree. think his voice is anything that blows me out of the water, but a lot of the times singers and I wrote down here like novelty acts or character acts. Mm-hmm. Like a novelty act is kind of like Lady Gaga because she's constantly just throwing us different elements and surprising us. And it's not only just her voice, but it's the overall package of Lady Gaga, even though she has a beautiful voice. I think with him, he's more of a character type of act. I think that he's still very talented and has like, but he has like a niche about him that makes him so very likable mm-hmm. and and just like you want to see more. But I would, I just don't know if he could hold an entire show on his own. Like what, what else could he do? See, like what you're saying is kind of reminding me how you keep saying, you know, what we're going to get into it after, but it's one of the contestants that didn't make through that Robert Finley has what he doesn't have. The likability, the like, even there are people with better voices than Robert Finley, but something about him exudes and people feel it. Yes. But I'm, listen, I think he's, he's, he's good. Like he's great. Not my favorite, just for any particular reason, just not my type of music. It's just like not my thing. Like I think he's a, I think he's good, but he's not one of my top. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, you know, he's got that blues element. He's telling us a story. We're going on a journey, which I always appreciate when a performer takes me on a journey. Um, but still, I'm not sure Vegas headliner, maybe. I don't see Vegas headliner. I don't see Vegas headliner, and I, and I just don't, I don't know. I don't see him making it incredibly far after this next round. I, I agree. And I think, like, think of, like, Stevie Wonder, right? Like, he can sing, he can do this, and he's blind. Like, he has that kind of, like, mm-hmm. he has a, what is it? Like, everybody knows Stevie Wonder. They know, like, he has that yeah. presence. And he has, you know, he does. He can't see well, and he kind of has a presence too. But it's just a little different. I know I'm comparing them, which is like they're uncomparable. Yeah. But f- I don't feel that he has as like a great voice. But we're also comparing. I think it's really hard when you're on America's Got Talent and you're just singing. It is. Yeah. Because I, if it was just a singing competition, different story. But you're on America's Got Talent. You better be doing some flips along with playing the piano, along with playing the guitar, and a yeah. saxophone maybe coming out of somewhere else. Because, yeah. because I mean, we've got, um, what's his name? Um, how am I forgetting his name right now? First week of auditions, Golden Buzzer. Cody Lee. Oh. So, uh, <gasps> I mean, I we're thinking, you know, if I'm comparing him to, like, Cody Lee... I feel like there's not much of a comparison there, yeah. you know. So I feel yeah. So great talent, but I 
I don't see him just getting through based on his voice. No, I mean, I, I, I do see what you mean. I don't think he's going to go that far. Not because he's not great. But. Yeah. Um, and the next person and who has amazing talent, and that is Alex Davis, if I'm saying his name correctly. Yeah. He recreated Apollo 13 and created, like, in the beginning, the face of JFK, which I thought was so interesting that they decided to do this because it was way more of a serious topic you know a lot of acts come out and they're either comedians or they do some fun stuff and his was very serious and I I thought it was good Simon said that he has goosebumps on his goosebumps he got a standing ovation everyone loved it I want to hear your opinion before I say mine um I he's doing some type of painting if anybody can tell me exactly what it is that he does, because I was confused, I thought the story behind it, and he took me on a journey, and I, again, I love storytellers, I love people that take me on a journey, clearly this was something that was JFK, Apollo 13, landing on the moon, one small step for man, one giant step for mankind, it looks like, it's like a spray can, it's like graffiti-esque type of art, and it's super cool, I just want to know what the official name is for it, because I, I get... I get confused, but I got goosebumps at the end whenever the paint, it was finished and, you know, we heard that, that classic line, you know, of, of them landing on the moon. Um, I didn't pick him to go through. Listen, it's great. I think I, I, I liked it. I think that it, I'm trying to explain this right. I think it was good. I think that. It's hard for me to say they have talent because I'm so confused what they're doing. Yeah. I'm just being 100% honest with you. I'm so confused. Uh, are they standing and is it already pre-done and they're yeah. just yeah, going yeah, yeah. with the flow? Or is he, like, actually making the lights? Like, I'm confused. So when I watch it, I don't get the goosebumps like Simon says. I don't see what they're saying because I don't really understand it. And I'm not putting him down because... He, I don't know what he's doing. If yeah. I could just maybe understand, and kind of like what you were saying, Rachel, it must be different in person. Yeah, you we were, were even saying. saying. You're yeah, like, I think it's different in person. person. Um, I just, I think we need to know the mechanics behind it and exactly like what it is. Is like, is he doing this right on the spot and creating? I mean, there's a lot of things going on, like the rocket shooting off and landing and things being. And you're just sitting there, like, how is all this stuff happening? Is there like a technical yeah. thing behind it? Is this pre-done, predetermined? Is is it just him? I don't know. I feel confused as well. Did we see yeah. him in any of the auditions? Yeah, we did. I, I so just you saw him we... probably the last week then, because mm-hmm. if I don't remember, it's from the last week. Yeah, I saw him. He uh, just like I said, I don't really remember the not as memorable. I don't remember it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hate putting people down um, unless that they're really bad because, like, they're not bad. I just don't get it. It's just we don't get it. Something I don't understand. So, if anybody, let us know in the comments if it's something that, like, you're really into and why you like it, just because I'm interested in always Uh, hearing different opinions and stuff like that. But before we get into the judges, or the judges, before we get into the acts that didn't make through, we're going to get into our last act, and that was Ryan Niemiller. And Ryan. To me, stepped it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I am not a comedian person. Yeah, you made that very clear. Always yeah. say it. <laughs> not a comedian person. I still wasn't like belly laughing. I still don't know. This sounds so messed up. I don't know if I'd go see him. Like because I'm comedians are hard for me. But he really, I could even tell he stepped it up. Yeah, 
Oh. Like, I could feel it. I could feel the confidence. As Simon said, uh, what did he say? That if a comedian's confident, you're confident. And that's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. He didn't tiptoe around everything. Even if I didn't find his joke super funny, he was on point, And I just was like confident comedian. Yeah. I mean, I loved Ryan. I thought he was way better than his first audition. I thought he was good the first time around, but this time I actually laughed, and I actually <laughs> found a lot of it funny. Uh, in specifics, when he said, he, he said, I don't date, because... They say no. He goes, I, I, don't know, I don't know what that's about. I was, I mean, I did not deliver that nearly as well as he did. Uh-huh. But he is so funny. And it is very, it is so true when you do comedy. You have to be so, so, so confident in it. I remember when I was in college, I wanted to be a part of the improv com- comedy troupe that we had in college. Because I've always loved comedy. It's my favorite thing ever. I love it. But I never, I remember always feeling like I was going to be judged by my peers. And so I never took that step to join the troop because I was I was so nervous. I was so scared. So um, the older I've gotten, the more confident I've gotten. But it's so nice to see somebody who, you know, clearly has, you know, has been held back in life, has disabilities, has has had all these these um, roadblocks, if you will, and how he has now come out on top. I think he's going to make it far. I think yeah. he's going to make it pretty oh, far. Oh, I do too. I 100% do. I don't do. know if a comedian has ever... One, at least in the last few years since I've been watching it, I mm-hmm. haven't I haven't noticed that. But um, he kind of, I he, I feel like he's gonna make it as far as like last season. There was a comedian, uh, Vicky Barbalak, and she made it pretty far. She made it to the final. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so I feel like he may be like that. I don't know if he'll win it, but I think he can. He's gonna make, make it far, far for sure. Yeah, I think he's definitely gonna make it far. But before we get into the acts that didn't go through. Rachel, what do you have to tell us about After Buzz TV? So here at After Buzz, we love you guys so much. We love to hear from you. We just want you to like, subscribe, comment, give us all of that because we love you. We love to hear from you. What are we on? We're on YouTube and Spotify, Spotify. everything that you can think of. We're on. So we love you guys. Um, and remember, we are the ESPN of Talk TV. So we want to we want to keep being the ESPN of Talk TV. So leave those comments, leave those likes, give us five stars, tell us what's up. Rachel has got it covered for you guys. Yes, we <laughs> love you. We love hearing from you. Seriously, we we really do. AGT super fans, you guys are too. So that means we're all friends. Yep. Uh, so all right, let's get into the acts that didn't make it through. And you know, we didn't do this last week. I know this isn't like a part we did last week, but because I feel like this week, even if they didn't show a lot, they did really go down the line and show a little bit more of the acts that didn't go through. Usually it's like, go, go, go. But some of them I was like, hmm, are they going to keep them? Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure. So the first act that didn't go through is Adeline Bates, and she's a singer, and she was the one that sang as a half woman, half man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think that that was a good decision not to have her through? Yes. I mean, I mean, we didn't get to see a ton, but what I saw, I didn't think it was anything, I mean, comparatively to the other acts that we saw tonight and that we saw last yeah. week, I don't think that she's at the same level. Uh, Julianne said, I don't know how you would carry a show. So, so true. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing, like, how yeah. are you going to carry a show yeah. by just doing that? But I think two people that could carry a show that I'm absolutely... Devastated didn't make it through was Izzy and Easton and the, the dancers and they did two warriors fighting for the next round. That was their whole lo- logo, their whole slogan for the night. What did you think when they didn't make it? Um, I wish I had saw their entire performance. I didn't get to see it. A lot of these acts, I'm not a lot of them, but there's probably like I would say there's maybe two acts that I didn't get to fully see, and that kind of 
irritated me because that would have changed who I picked possibly for my personal top seven or it just would have been nice to see more of these acts. Um, yeah. Izzy and Easton clearly very, very, very talented kids. And I definitely think that, you know, they, they should have gotten a spot. I do too. I mean, they're so talented. I, I wish they gave us a reason why. That's all I want to know is, like, why didn't they make it? Like, they're so talented, like, especially, like, some of the other people. I don't know. I'm just I, confused. I think, I think maybe, I mean, we didn't get to see the full performance, but, you know, maybe they didn't connect as much. Maybe they have, maybe their presence as performers isn't as well developed and well known. Like, yeah, they're young. They're so young. Like, like a, you know, a Robert Finley, who we know he takes us on a journey. We know exactly who he is. He's very, he's got soul, he's got grit behind him. So maybe they didn't feel that as much with them. Like, it, it, you know, we're not it. there in the audience. We don't know 100%. Well, what did you feel about Michael Paul? And he's the ventriloquist. He killed it on his first audition. This audition, we didn't get to see a lot of, but they did show a part of the act where he made a joke and it flopped and nobody laughed. And it was so awkward. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk much about him, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just, I didn't think he was good. We only saw one part and no one laughed. So I thought he was good the first time with the pooping thing because I think... Oh, see, I forgot about that. I think anything with, like, that would be disgusting right now, but I think anything with fart noises and stuff is really funny. So I'm, like, a five-year-old child. She's a kid at heart. Yeah, so um, first audition, great. Second audition, no. Sorry. Uh, The first, well... Next up, Ginzilla, who I did not like their first audition, and I did not like their second <laughs> performance. He sang a weird version of Material Girl. I think that's great he didn't make it through. Um, I don't know about you. I loved Ginzilla mm-hmm. in the first round. I mean, I thought I thought he was hilarious. I thought I thought I thought she was hilarious. But yeah, she was off key. So apparently. So and what did you think about the shadow dancers? Were you surprised? Okay, there we go. That them. was the one. That was the one I picked to go through. Um, were you surprised? Yes and no. Uh, I I had said to you I thought it was between Alex Davis and the Shadow Dance Group for that final spot, and mm-hmm. I had picked Shadow Dance Group, but they went with Alex. I said. I didn't feel as I went on, I didn't go on as much of a journey as I did the first time I saw them. Also, I agreed with Howie that I I was confused. But I think that was because right in the beginning they were talking about like Harry Potter and the Wizard of Oz. So I was like expecting that. And then I was like, maybe it's, wait, hold on. I was like, maybe it's wicked. And I was like, it's not (laughs) wicked either. I was like, I don't know. I was like, now I don't know what's going on. So I was, I got really confused. But it was beautifully stimulating, and like I said, it maybe would have spoken to me more had I been in the audience, because I think stuff like that is really hard to portray through a TV screen. Totally agree. And the last uh, person that we want to talk about before we go on that actually stood out and I think is worth talking about, Lamont Landers. They made a big deal about him in the first episode, so that's why I kind of thought that he was going to make it. They made such a big deal about him. Um, he's the one that came off really cocky and arrogant the first episode, and then the next episode, like, something, or today, there was something about him that was a little bit more calm and chill, and he has a great voice, but something wasn't resonating for them. What did you think about Lamont? I wasn't blown away by him in the first audition. I thought he was a great singer, but I was not... Nothing that, like, Nothing, like, nothing special. Like, nothing stuck with me where I went, man, this guy, whew! So good. You yeah. know, I didn't have that feeling. I thought they gave him way too much credit. Like, I get that feeling for, um, uh, 
he made it last week, and I can't remember what his name is. Bigger guy with uh, the beard, and he has such an incredible voice. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but yes. Let us know the names if you know guys. But, but I know who he is. I just can't remember what yeah, his name is. Yeah, I just said, again, with Lamont, I said, I, get, I thought they gave him too much credit. I was not blown away. And I said, if you're going to be a singer on the show, like I just said, you better bring it. Because yeah. this is America's Got Talent. This isn't just American Idol or The Voice. It's true. And that's, and that's how you, uh, what I was talking about when it was Robert Finley, how something about him, even if he doesn't have the best voice, voice. resonates. Exactly. Nothing resonated no. with me with Lamont Landers. Exactly what I was going to say. And now it's time to get into Dwayne Wade's number one pick of the night, oh, which yes. is the golden Gosh. buzzer. And that was The Unbeatable. The Unbeatable. So, Rachel, what did you think about The Unbeatable? Did you think it was well-deserved? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. I thought they were... They blew me away. Yeah, they were great. I, you know, I had said in our first... When they first came on uh, the screens, our first week of auditions, I had said, I've seen stuff like them before, Mm -hmm. so I was unsure. I thought that they were great, but I was unsure. And if there was ever a moment where I wanted to eat my own words and that they told me, they said, yo, this is why we're here. This, this was that moment. I was like, are these, are they really frogs? Like they're leaping everywhere. Uh, I mean, it wowed me. Uh, I loved when Julianne said they were not only a dance crew, but they're acrobats. So they're. Because they were, they were breaking it down too. They were breaking it down. I like that exactly. They're not just acrobats; like uh, they are dancers. And I love how they ended oh it my with gosh. the kid just like flipping into the chair. It was so cool. There was a lot going on. There was so much going on, and what what? Uh, and then I called it. I, we, we both kind of called it about them being the golden buzzer. I was sitting there. I was like, we knew no. It. I was like, no. Because how do we know? Because they the well, way, the way that they, they intrude them. Yeah, and there was, unfortunately, they did have a, a member of their team, uh, Vikas, uh, V-I-K-A-S, so if I did not pronounce that correctly, it's V-I-K-A-S, uh, member, pass away, and that's something uh, that you see a lot with acts like this, like in Cirque du Soleil, yeah. there are unfortunate accidents that happen like that, once in a blue moon, and it's 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 so sad, so it's so nice to see them you know, honoring their friend who passed away. It made me scared, though, for that performance right after, because I was like, oh, gosh, well, I hope nothing happens to them. Yeah. But, you know, it's nice to see them them honor, and then they started playing You Say by Lauren Daggle, and I was like, game over. Yeah, they were, they were amazing. So right now we have uh, The Unbeatable for the live performance, and then last week we had, um, oh, my God, for the golden buzzer, yeah, it's escaping me at the moment. And my, oh and god, my, I know it. My it's, other one is over there. So no, I know it. That's the problem, guys. I know this is going to pop up before the show's over. I'm like, we'll I think about know it before it. the show's over. Sophie Pacora, I got right. it. So we have Sophie Pacora and the Unbeatable in the uh, live show so far. Like we have two, de- three. No, we have a lot of definite ones going on for the live shows. I don't know <laughs> what I am talking about tonight, but now it is time. For our special segments. Alrighty. Thank you, Ryan, for the two. Thank you. So, for special segment time, I thought I would talk about 10 tips for a winning audition. This is such a good one, guys. (laughs) Because, you know what, it's so important, especially as people coming up in this industry who don't 
quite know what they're doing yet. They're just getting their feeding. This are just getting a ground, you know, just getting grounded. This is, this is a great read. It's from backstage.com, which is one of the biggest casting, um, uh, websites out there. So it's really spoke to me actually when I read it. So, uh, first one, confidence. It sounds simple, but it takes practice. Walk in the room with your head held high. Be wary of shuffling feet. You don't get sympathy points if you're nervous, not feeling well, or having a bad day. Leave it outside the door. You are being sized up the moment that you walk in, so practice Mm -hmm. good posture and body language before you arrive. And don't forget to smile, because that's the lasting impression. (laughs) So, yeah. So I, I thought that was great. Two, personality. Let it shine through. Don't give one-word answers when having a conversation with the casting director. Ask questions. The industry is looking for smart, curious actors. Now, this is geared more towards actors, but I feel like this applies to anybody auditioning, whether you be a singer, whether you be a dancer, whether you be a musician, whether you be going for a 9-to-5 job. These Mm -hmm. are actually things you can apply in everyday type of audition or interview scenario. So, the third one, connection. Make one with the reader. Memorize the material or be familiar enough to make maintain eye contact. Knowing the dialogue is important, but making a connection with the reader is what will make the scene natural and believable. So that's mainly geared towards actors. Clearly, you, memorizing the material. I know there's been many times I've gone into auditions and I get it the night before and I've got to memorize the whole thing, but they really love that. They love it when you know your stuff. And when mm-hmm. you know your stuff, they're looking at you like, this person's really professional. So um, that's definitely a, a positive thing. Number four, character. Know your character. Read the entire script beforehand to pick up as many clues as possible. We know about a character by the following. What he or, sh- what he or she says about himself or herself, what other characters say about him or her, and what the player or screenwriter says about him or her. So, yeah, just know your character. Know your journey. Five, objective. Go underneath the dialogue. What does he or she want from the other characters? What is the character's purpose in the scene or the story? It's always nice to know your objective, what your end goal is, what are you trying to get across to the audience. Again, this can apply to anybody. You know, as we've seen, we saw with what's one of the acts that we saw tonight that just took us on a journey. I mean, Alex Davis with the Apollo 13, knowing your audience and knowing what uh, what your objective is. Number six, obstacle. What is in the way of the character getting what he or she wants? Acting is what happens to you as you try to get your objective met in spite of the obstacle. So what obstacle is in your way? I mean, I feel like I'm back in college right now because these are like all the things I learned as a musical theater major. But yeah, what's in your way? How are you going to get to your end goal? What is your obstacle? That's a big part of your journey. Seven, opposites. Yelling isn't the only way to show hatred or anger. Sometimes being quiet as you make your point is a powerful display of emotion. Playing opposites is a much more interesting choice than the obvious. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, eight, love. Uh, find the love in the scene. Even nasty characters should be likable on some level. Find a moment. So true. Yes. Find a moment in the scene where the love can show through. Nine, act. Acting means to do, not to talk. Find your actions and play them. Um, And it actually gives a resource for this, so get out your pens and paper. A wonderful resource is the book Actions, The Actor's Thesaurus by Marina Caledrone and Maggie Lloyd-Williams. So, 
That's a good one, too. So That is a good I'm gonna, one. I'm going to get that book. <laughs> Ten, variety. Feel the levels and dynamic in this scene. Don't play one emotion. If the character is angry or tough, when might he or she show some vulnerability? Wannabe, not you. Interesting, memorable auditions will uh, start to happen uh, for you when you dig into scripts and these thoughts in mind before and during your auditions. So there you go. And if you want to reference this, yeah, it's only 10 tips for a winning audition by Denise Simon. It was posted in January of 2019 for backstage casting. You know what that reminded me of? They say, like, even a bad character. This is, like, real quick. If you have ever, have you ever seen Shameless? The dad of Shameless, Frank no, Gallagher, is supposed to be, like, he's an alcoholic dad. You're n- Like, uh-huh. he's not a good character, but you still like him. Yeah. It's one of those characters. It, it's just, it's how it is. And oh, it's yeah. Like, you, I don't. I don't act. I don't know how to explain any of that. Like uh, Dexter. Yeah. Did you ever watch exactly. that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was killing people, but he was doing it for a good cause, and we were so like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so before we leave you guys tonight for our next episode, next week, stay tuned for that. Let's get into some predictions that we think are going to be happening with the rest of the season. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Predictions. Hmm, what can we predict for next? I'm just expecting to see more Incredible Acts. I can't, I'm just, I I mean, how many more judges cuts do we have? Do we know? We have, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say either one or two more. I predict that from, if I'm going to go off of the acts I saw tonight that I think are going to go really far, uh, the group from India, Dom Chambers, the unbeatable mm-hmm. and Ryan. Yeah, I those think, are my four that I think are going to go far. Yeah, I think the unbeatable. Uh, me, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan for sure. And then I think. Do you think John Chambers will make it at all? Like, I do. I do. Far? I said him. I'm gonna yeah. and then I'm gonna look back from last week to see who I like. I like. So, I feel like I liked a lot more people last week too, though. I feel like this week I didn't like as many people. Last week I was wrong. I got six out of the seven this time around. And oh, okay. So who are you the most excited to see again? I think we're both going to be saying the same thing. Uh, Cody Lee. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. I'm so excited to see his second audition. I'm so excited to see what he's going to sing because yeah. that that was crazy. He's yeah. amazing. But thank you guys so much for watching. I can't wait till next week. I think every Tuesday we're like, can't wait to go watch it. We're like. I love AGT so much, and you guys do too. We really appreciate having you guys. And tell us where we can find you, Rachel. So you can find me at Rachel Swindler on Instagram and at Rachie Swin on Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram at Justine Devana. So again, stay tuned, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners.